Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. And today I am so excited. My lovely guest is Megan Britton with Body Positive Weight Loss. Megan, tell us a little bit about who you are, um, who you work with, what kind of results you get for your clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, right. So I'm Megan, and I work specifically with women um, is my focus. And the women that I work with um, kind of run the gamut as far as age and how much weight they want to lose. But what they have in common is that they know that they need to incorporate some more mindsets and some need to start looking at their brain and not just their body and their nutrition. And um, so that's kind of who I feel like is drawn to me. I have the education in nutrition and in weight loss and training and that as well. But what I love to talk about is what's going on in people's brains. And um, so that's kind of where we focus. Um, We talk a lot about what is keeping them from reaching their goals? Because I feel like so many women, I mean, you know what you're supposed to do and why aren't you doing it? What's stopping you? You know, all of those things that happen in between. So Mm -hmm. that's where we focus. And um, I think the biggest feedback from my clients is just that many of them have worked with fitness professionals in the past in lots of different, you know, ways. And things were always kind of, they needed to be done this way or they weren't being done correctly. Whereas I really approach it from, you know, okay, you know, we have like some guidelines that we want to start with, but then how are we going to make it work for you? You know, like what's, how are we going to adjust it and make it so that this can actually, so that you can accomplish this, not just whatever, all of these people who, you know, anyway, so that's where we focus and that's where um, I feel like my clients really benefit. So that's amazing. So are you finding that they're getting the, the weight loss results that they're working towards after they do the mindset shifts? Yeah, I think the biggest um, the biggest difference, maybe I should say, or adjustment that has to be made is just that um, it's not our first goal, generally speaking. Um, for a lot of the women that I work with, weight loss has been their goal for like years. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes shifting into, okay, I have this weight loss goal and actually what I need to do is maybe focus on something else so that eventually I can reach my weight loss goal, right? They have to like shift gears a little bit. And so I feel like, yes, and it's not as fast as anybody wants it to be, but yes, right. you know, it takes some time. But I feel like that's where the benefit really comes in for me because the more that I can learn about my client and figure out really where they're at, the more impact whatever we do is going to have, you know, because it's really tailored to that person. So, so yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what types of mindset shifts do you help people achieve? Like, Give us a couple of examples of, of, of some things that have happened with your clients. Yeah. Um, 
one of the biggest things that I see come up um, a lot, and I feel like a lot of what my clients identify with is like emotional eating or stress eating, or, you know, again, they've, no, they've recognized that there's an emotional mental component there. Um, and that's what they're trying to, you know, that's what we're trying to help address there. So, um, so one of the big things is just the idea of over restriction. Um, you know, they jump into this diet and they'll tell themselves something like, oh, I'm okay, that's it. I'm, I'm not doing any more sugar, cutting sugar out. And almost like I talk to my clients and almost immediately I'm like, okay, what do you, what happens when you say that to yourself? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you immediately feel like, um, okay, first of all, like, I can't do that. Like, really, I know that that's not something that I can do. And so you're already doubting yourself going into it. And mm -hmm. then when you inevitably don't eliminate sugar forever, right, you have something, then you beat yourself up about it, right? Like, then you feel bad. And so it's, that shift of like, okay, um, recognizing that the goal from the start is maybe not perfection, right? Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to have some cupcakes. I know that I'm going to have some sugar. My goal is slightly less to recognize when it's coming up for me, you know, like no notice my triggers, all of these things that mm -hmm. are actually going to help you not to help you eat less sugar, but it's not just you telling yourself, don't ever eat it again, you know? So that's one of the big ones. Um, another, uh, another one I see often, and it's funny because all of these things I recognize in myself so much <laughs> um, that, you know, when you, anytime you decide you're gonna take something on and you come up with all of the things that you need to do, all of the things that need to change, all of the habits that you need to get a handle on, you know, and then you try and do them all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not, it feels good, right? It's what you feel like you should be doing because you feel like you know that this is something you need to be doing and why not just do it right now? But um, we know that when you take a little bit more time and set some smaller goals. You know, one of the things that I recommend with my clients is that, okay, write out all the things that you know you need to change or that you feel like is weighing on you, you know, that needs to be different about what you're doing. And then we're going to pick one. We're going to just start with one, you know, write it all down, get it all out there. Like, it's okay to think through it. And I think that's normal to like, want to think through everything. And, you know, you have even though we're setting small goals, hopefully you have this big thing in mind, you know, so you want to think it through, but it's not where you want to start, right? It's not the first, the first step. Um, so that's kind of, and even when I, when I work with clients, um, you know, we, we talk about goals weekly and it'll start with, okay, you know, so where's our focus this week? What is your goal? And they'll say, you know, I'm going to focus on my protein intake for breakfast. And I'm like, okay, awesome. But then they'll be like, and I'm going to do this. And, you know, five minutes later, and I'm going to do this too. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait. Yes. They're adding up, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so just kind of, and really it's more about just bringing awareness to it. Sure. Kind of like when you keep a food journal, 
<clears throat> things change just because you're noticing, you know, mm -hmm. um, you're recognizing, you're not just kind of on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we start with those patterns and yeah, so it's it sounds like now correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, but this is what I'm hearing is that you help your clients set attainable goals so that they're not setting themselves up for failure. They're not getting overwhelmed with all of the things right. um, that they need to do. So you kind of keep them, you know, you you kind of reel them in a little bit, and then you help keep them focused. And changing one habit at a time. Right. Is that, is that, yeah. Great, great. Yeah, what about exactly. the people who come to you and say, Megan, I do all of the things, I do everything that they tell me to do, and I can't lose the weight? What do you, what do you find with those people? Do you find that they're not really doing all of the things or that they're not being consistent? Um, or is it something else? Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is consistency. Um, well, and I just think a lot of people, you know, you, you decide, okay, I want to, I have this goal of weight loss. I'm going to go paleo. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. that's how I'm going to achieve my goal, you know? And so you dive in and you're like, I have to do this again, 100% exactly right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. There's no flexibility here. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of set yourself up with something that not that it's not achievable to have that lifestyle, but it's so far from where you're currently at that if you don't see results or you don't see exactly what you want to see, whatever that is, um, mm -hmm. real quick, then things start to then then your old lifestyle starts to sound a little less bad, you know? This, yeah. So mm -hmm. um, so. I think it's more about that. It's more about like building that consistency. And typically how we want to do that is by starting with some smaller goals, you know, and like we just talked about, um, when I talk to my, when I talk to my clients about it, I'll say like the first goals, they should, they should be almost too easy. Like your rate, you know, your odds of completion should be 100%. Like if it's getting past that, then, mm -hmm we need to maybe take a step back, you know, because again, you're, you're kind of building the, the pattern, you're building momentum, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to start small. So yeah, it's usually like that. So what is it? Do you have like a, a go-to step that you always kind of talk to your, your people about first? I mean, I know I usually talk to clients I've in the past I always talked to them about hydration that was always my first go-to what's your first go-to when you're trying to help your clients with um, changing their mindset about their habits mm -hmm. um, the first kind of go-to for me and typically again I work with clients who kind of identify with some habit that they know is not helping them that they want to get rid of right? They have something that they want to get rid of. They want to change. And so the first step really is just bringing some awareness to it, having them, okay, let's get real clear about what's going on in your head when this trigger comes up for you. Or, okay, so, you know, binge eating is kind of a big one or, um, you know, night snacking. Um, that's a big one for my clients too. Um, so, okay, when this happens, 
what's going on in your brain. And we'll just kind of do like a little bit of a thought download. And and I'll say, you know, if you're doing this and I'm not coaching you, I'll say journal. And people sometimes are like, I don't know how to journal. That's not something I can do. And I'm like, all it is is just writing your thoughts out because when you do that, when you write it down and you kind of get those ones that are spinning in the forefront of your brain on paper and you keep listening, you keep noticing, then you're going to see what's actually coming up for you is maybe an emotion or maybe just it's really a pattern. You know, it's not like a there's nothing actually driving this action, this binging, except that it's 5 p.m. and I just got home and this is what I do when I walk inside. Or maybe it's you notice that there's um, some stress or you notice that there's boredom, right? Um, But it's really just about, okay, you know, what's going on there? And then lots of reminders that what we're not doing is judging everything that you find. (laughs) We're just looking and then we can go from there. Then we know how to make progress, you know, but it's not. You know, we talk a lot in so many instances about being kind to yourself and like the best way to get through this this tough thing, which is weight loss, is to do it by being flexible and kind to yourself. So nice. I love that. I love that. And really, I think being kind to yourself is pivotal for anything that you're trying to accomplish, any goal, whether it's, you know, physical, you know, career minded being, you should always be kind to yourself. So I love it that you taught your clients about that. That's awesome. So I know you work also with portion control. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Like when it comes to portion control versus, you know, like counting out your calories or your macros. Yeah. Um, I kind of love this this is what i do when i have goals actually is to use this portion control and um it is it's super simple because we use our hand so Mm -hmm. for a portion of protein um the palm the size and thickness of the palm of my hand is one serving and it works for everybody because right your hand is proportional to you so it's going to be between 20 to 30 grams of protein okay whatever Mm -hmm. you it's one serving And um, then we have some other measurements, you know, a cupped handful for our carbs and then for leafy greens. Um, And so it's all based on your hand, which is really uh, gives you so much more flexibility than like trying to bring measuring cups with you or weigh your food out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, with with calorie counting, I think people get it really in their head. Again, it's about like that perfection thing that they have to hit this exact number or it's not going to work or Mm -hmm. that they have to hit this exact macro count or it's not going to work. And um, the truth is that like those methods of tracking are estimates. Like there's nothing perfect about them or they're not exact. They're not precise. And so um, neither is this, right? Mm-hmm. But equally so. So, like, what is less, um, you know, time consuming? What is more easily accessible for people? Yeah. Well, and like, what are you going to be more likely to do? You know, like, I know that um, it's just not sustainable to write down everything you eat every single day. 
right. you know, even doing it for a week, it gets to be pretty cumbersome because mm-hmm. sometimes you just, you, you just can't write You just can't stop what you're doing to write down right. every almond that you eat mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah. um, I find that counting calories is not sustainable because you just can't, Mm-hmm. You just can't put that into your life. I mean, people have work to do. They have other things to do other than, you know, thinking about every piece of food that they're putting in their body. Right. So then they give up on it because they can't incorporate it into their life. But your hand is always with you. I yeah. love that. That's yeah. fantastic. Did, yeah. you, did you learn that in school? That's um, Precision Nutrition. Okay. It's the online platform that I use to deliver kind of, you know, there are lessons and there is in a fully online program. Um, mm-hmm. And that's their method. And I'm really lucky, like I said, like over the last few years to have kind of taken a step back because it's when I found them and their philosophy and their strategies are just so much the flexibility. Like you can just, ah, oh, that makes so much more sense for like, the average person, you know, to do yeah. it that way. So yeah, it's really yeah. smart. And, you know, so my clients are like counting, you know, they count to six or whatever, six palms today. And that's it. They just make a little tally mark or, you know, and it's, that's, it's two seconds as opposed to whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Now, would you say that this is like a like a, a way to diet or is this more like a lifestyle change? Yeah, um, right. It's funny because I use the word diet. It's terrible. It's not a it's not an appropriate word to use really for what I'm doing because again, I don't want what we do together to be something that really changes. Like it really shouldn't change, you know, it's not short term fixes. It is something that you can sustain. I kind of have like a, when people say lifestyle change, sometimes I'm like, oh, but are you just saying that again, you're just going to change everything all at once and then overwhelm Mm. yourself? So sometimes I'm like, I don't call it that either, but I don't know what else you would call it. So, Well, diet is really just what you're eating. But most people, I think, generally think of dieting or thinking of a diet. They think of it as a short-term solution. Yeah. So how would you go about making these changes? Like, how would you even begin? So you talked about how you would just kind of start with one thing after the, how long does it take them to master the one thing? I mean, what are your expectations on that before you start building on it? Yeah. Um, I would say like two weeks, we kind of work on things for two weeks. It depends on the habit. Some are obviously easier than others, or there might be some that you're just already more in line with, right? Because a lot of these are, we're first figuring out, well, okay, our focus is protein or whatever right now. Well, where are you at right now? So the first week is almost like, let's see where you're even at. And then we'll know, you know, what progress looks like. And then that week, you know, we're building the awareness. And then the second week we can kind of maybe make a change or two if we need to. Um, And so that's kind of how it pans out. There are some that we'll spend maybe more time on or that we need to spend more time on um, to get where we want to be. But um, I try to pace it for each person. I know each person that you want to do all the things at once. It's just so normal um, to want to do that. So, you know, we might adjust a little bit if needed, but that's kind of where I try to keep it. So nice. Nice. So what, what got you interested in this? Like, how did you come 
into this 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 particular niche like you know the health and fitness field is so saturated and there's mm -hmm. so many like but this is pretty specific where where you're starting with the mindset and the mm -hmm. people kind of find you i mean that's how you've positioned yourself is mm -hmm. that you with that so how yeah. did that come into your life before you brought it into your career yeah um i have been doing health and fitness weight loss really uh, has always been my focus for the last nine years um, at our gym and I did I was personal training I did nutrition coaching um, all of that and then and I used a lot of that on myself as well and so I was able to achieve like, my personal goals physically but mentally, I didn't feel awesome. I was not, you know, it was like that story of like, you hit your goal weight, and you still can't find anything that you like about your body, right? Everything still needs to change. Everything still needs to be different, or you need to be something, something is not right still, you know, and um, so that is where I was at. And then I got pregnant. And um, we decided that we were going to do a home birth. I thought to myself, like, I, I was so in, like, it's just my husband actually brought it up. And when he did, I was like, I don't even think I knew it was a thing. And then he said it and I was like, yes, that is, that's us, you know? And, um, but I also knew going into it that I could not be beating up on myself and so negative about myself if I was going to try and have a baby at home. Like, I had to be... I had to feel really good and confident about my body. Yeah. And so um, I started digging into, you know, mantras and um, just started. It was kind of my introduction into that, like, again, like what's going on in your head? Because I, I knew that I had a lot of negative self-talk, but I wasn't like, what am I saying to myself? You know, hmm, that wasn't very nice. You know, I right. wasn't thinking about it. Right. And so... The first thing was just noticing like, oh, yeah, that's not going to help me. Um, and then how can I start to think differently about myself, about my body, you know, um, so that I could go into this like feeling awesome, you know, and I was able to achieve that. Um, and I was, I was just telling my mom that the best I've ever felt about myself was right after giving birth. And I think there's something about like having a baby that you're like, can you believe I just did that? You know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. also that I had prepped with all of that positivity, you know, that was like, I was giving myself and that was not something I had given myself before. And so, yeah. um, so that was really powerful for me. And that's kind of when I started getting into, I guess the self-help, you know, the psychology, that's all very interesting to me. And um, I had so much work to do on myself. Don't we all? <laughs> that, Don't we all? Um, right. Don't. So, um, so yeah, so it's kind of, that's where my interest really was. Like it was, it was the biggest impact for me. Like, you know, I've, I work with clients who have a lot of weight that they want to lose. And, um, and I don't, I have never lost 50 pounds. I've never lost a hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know, and so, you know, for some people, I think maybe they're like, how do you, you know, you don't, you don't get it. But the truth is that women at all like sizes and shapes think those thoughts about themselves. Like, um, mm -hmm. so 
from that perspective, I feel like I can help. And I have the education on weight loss enough, nutrition and movement that I can, I can achieve, I can achieve fat loss. It's what's going on in here, you know, mm -hmm. that really changes like a life and makes it so that this is not a, you know, thing that I'm going to have to do again in five years. Like, no, mm -hmm. this is weight loss forever because I fixed what's happening here, you know? So. Right. Right. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So please um, share with us, you know, anything else that you would, you would like, you know, to speak out to our listeners, if you want to talk a little bit more about who, like who your self-help people are, if you want to talk about that, yeah. feel free. Um, just <laughs> anything else you want to share with us. I would, I'd love to just have you just dive right into that. Yeah. Um, my, probably one of my favorites, cause it's so accessible too, is, um, on podcasts is the life coach school podcast, right? Yeah. Her Castillo is just amazing. Like it's just done in such an, um, an easy way to understand. And so a lot of those messages connect with me. And I think she started out as like a weight loss coach was okay. her thing. So, um, so we, so I feel like, you know, I, I can understand how that happens. So, um, sure. so that's a big one for me. Um, I think that as far as like, there are some books that I've read that have really been helpful for me. Um, Crucial Conversations. Have you heard that before? No. Crucial Conversations. And it's funny because it's a, it's a book about communication, right? How to have conversations with people. And I use it on myself on like, okay, how do I want to talk to myself? Like what, let me think about the ways that I am talking to myself right now. And how, how could I have, how could I say this better? How could I say this, you know, in a way that would actually be like if a friend was going to talk to me about it. So that's that, what I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. now I feel like I need to run out and buy that book right now. I, I love like that one. That because really, like, who's with you for for your whole entire life? You yeah. are, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and you got to be nice to yourself and nice to your body because that's the only one you're ever gonna get, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Megan, this has been wonderful. I love what you're talking about. I love what you're doing with your clients. Where should people find you? Like. How do you want people to connect with you? What's the best way if somebody's listening and thinks this woman is for me, I know she can help me. How can they find you? So the easiest way would be to find me on Facebook. Um, I have a free group. Um, I have a, a Facebook page as well. You can find me if you find the page, um, body positive, uh, body positive weight loss, then you can easily find the link to jump in the group. And I post um, lots of free content, um, all sorts of videos. I love doing videos, so I do a bunch of those. Um, and that would be the easiest way probably to get in contact with me too, is to private message me via Facebook on that group. Um, I do uh, like a free discovery session where first we'll kind of meet, because again, I know so many of these um, prospective clients have worked with people before yeah. and they want to feel me out a little bit and I get mm -hmm. that. And so we'll meet, um, talk a little bit about your history. And we always kind of, I never leave anybody without like my thoughts on the next step, um, even if that's not to work with me. Um, mm -hmm. So we do that and then we kind of just go from there. So 
That's wonderful. Okay, well, this has been an excellent conversation. Thank you for taking the time to be with me today and all of our listeners here with the Exercises for Everyone podcast. Um, just thrilled to be here with you and hope you would be interested in coming on again sometime soon. Yes, thank you so much, Wendy. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.